Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm John Yamasato, your host, and joining me today is Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? De- Devin, De- Devin Nakoba should be joining oh, us yeah. at some point. Devin is um behind the camera. Yeah, he's working behind the camera for the Gonzaga game. There's the Gonzaga game going on right now as we're, <laughs> as we're doing this podcast. So uh, he'll be joining us shortly. Um, and our guest today, Mr. Johnny Helm, who we'll introduce in just a little bit. Before we begin, I want to remind everybody about the ways they can stay in touch with the show. There's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. You can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, or Apple Podcasts to download the podcast, or you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. If you would like to help the show and get more music on the channel, go to patreon.com and donate, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. There you'll be able to kind of help to influence what's on the show you get some benefits there's a t-shirt that i'm wearing today there's also uh we sent cds out in the past stuff like that um want to thank four new patrons four this week. yeah That's four awesome so ivan rant toby and jordan thank you very much for signing up to be patrons we really appreciate it mahalo and lastly kupu kupu landscaping is our sponsor uh you can go to find them at kupu kupu landscaping.com and you know when you think about landscaping there's the foliage and and the yard work and all that stuff but they also do sprinkler systems and stuff like that so um check them out they're in the link down below at youtube and uh and also on itunes okay if you so feel like it you can go to visit devin at kumu 94.7 fm he is there in the mornings devin what is your what exactly is your time frame you go from time what time are you on on the radio. Oh, five to ten. Five to ten. So he's on from five a.m. till ten a.m. in the mornings. You can go to highlife808.com to um, look at all of Kyle's uh, goodies. You have a lot of new stuff coming up. Yeah, you've been busy. Yeah, you've been designing a bunch <laughs> of stuff. So that's awesome. All right, and that's all that I think I have for all of that stuff. Devin is uh, making comments from the from the uh, cheap seats over there. What's the score, Thanks. Devin? Uh, 82-68. Score is Gonzaga is eighty to sixty-eight. Devin wants to sit there and make sure that he right that he wins. All right, okay. Well, by the time everyone hears this, the game will be over, and we'll know. So, Johnny. Yes. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Johnny Helm is a singer-songwriter. I did not know you were originally from Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit. By the way, the the wind is like crazy right now. So please bear with us as this is an unusually windy day. So it's getting into the microphone. I'm trying to try to ramp it down as much as I can. But uh, yeah. So, you know, it, it's funny. I'll just tell the story real fast before we get into it. Please. But I was in Japan once and we had this... This uh, promoter's name is Mr. Fujii. Fujii-san, we called him. And I remember talking to him, and uh, he, used to, he studied school up in Connecticut. He had music school up in Connecticut from Japan. And he said, Connecticut is the hardest word to say for a Japanese person. Really? Yeah. Huh. So I've always, th- every time I hear Connecticut, I think I, he said it's like Connecticut. The way they, they, they say it, they, they say it a different way, you know? But he said there's so many consonants in it yeah. that they don't 
they don't use in, in Japanese language that it's one of the hardest words that he's ever had to say in, for a Japanese guy. Yeah. Connecticut. I never so, really thought about it. Yeah. So growing up there, how does one make it to Honolulu? And by the way, I read your bio. Yes. So your grandfather gave you an ukulele. He did. When you were little. And yeah. So is there a connection there to Hawaii or I just... I don't think so, but I don't know. I really don't know. My great-grandfather... Let's see. So my grandfather's father split, and we don't know where he went. We never found out. Oh, that. really? Yeah. That, that actually is more common than people think. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, he, was a, he was a blacksmith. And wow. Um, he worked at a, a school called Miss Porter's in Connecticut's prep school. That's all I know about him. And he just split, and no one, no one really had any details. If they did, my grandfather went to the grave with him. We don't know what happened to him. Wow. Huh. Yeah. So, well, I'm I'm an adopted child, so I don't have a good uh, grasp on that side of history myself. Sure. So you're kind of like, do you ever think about it? I do. I do. I, I you know, I've I've. I had one cousin that did a, did a kind of a family tree, and he dug into it, and he didn't get very far. So I was thinking, you know, maybe hiring somebody, yeah. maybe a, a private investigator or something to see if they could dig up anything. I don't know, or maybe a specialist in in um, ancestry. I just don't know where to start because we just don't have. I know his name was, I think his name was it was either Fred William Helm or William Fred Helm. I'm not sure which mm-hmm. one. Yeah. So what then causes you to go from Connecticut? Because, but I mean, you've been here a long time. I consider you as local as it gets. That is touching. Right? <laughs> <I> touch that. <laughs> but that, but what makes you originally come here? Um, so my sister came first. She was in the Coast Guard Academy, oh. and she was dating a fellow that was in the academy. And when he got stationed here, she went with him. She had ended up. She was there for a year, and, and ended up. It, no, sorry about that. Not being <laughs> not being her thing. And so she enrolled at UH, and then she ended up getting her PhD from UH. Oh, nice. Okay, so, so she- I, I came out to see her, and um, she conned me into doing a semester, and which wasn't very hard to do. So I yeah. went to KCC for a semester in 1993, and I when I left after that semester and went back home, I felt sick to my stomach. I really felt like ah. I just didn't feel, I mean, I, I wanted to go back and see my friends and family and finish up there, but I also felt like something really was not right. And sure enough, right after I graduated from college in 96, I came back and that was, that's it. That's, that's where I've been. What do you think it was that made you fall in love with coming back? I don't, you know, everything. I mean, the people, I think the people were so different um, in terms of like culturally different, I think. Um, it was just much more laid back. I think people are a little bit more openly friendly here. Um, obviously, the sunshine and the weather and and surfing and everything. But I think the people. I think I met a lot of people that I, I really, you know, connected with. And and my sister was here, so it was hard to leave. And you know, when I came back, I remember I was driving from. I was I was driving into Waikiki. And I was in the back of a pickup truck and I was looking back into Manoa and I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I knew, I just knew I wasn't going to be going anywhere. Although I did leave once again for a year to do construction. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just love it. Love it here. love the yeah. people of the culture. And you, you, you had a, like a biochemistry? I did, yeah. Or something like that? I had a, so I, 
my degree was in wildlife biology at the University oh, of Wildlife Rhode Biology. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. But I did work in a, so I, my first job out here was at a chemistry lab at an environmental chem lab called the Environmental Lab of the Pacific. And um, it did, you know, soil sample, water testing, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I hated it. Oh, really? Yeah, I couldn't stand it. Yep. It, so, chemistry, you have to be so exact. Oh, and I'm okay. a space cadet. It just wasn't a good match. So uh, when you were um, in Connecticut and had your ukulele, was music always a part of your life then? From, from you know, then on? it was, I would use it and goof around and make songs up, but not like in any kind of serious way. Like I remember I had like this stupid, I would make up almost like jingles, just goofy stuff. The ukulele was never tuned. It was just whatever it was. <laughs> uh huh. Mm-hmm. And then later down the road, I got into guitar. From my, my mom and dad had little uh, classical guitars laying around. They had taken some guitar classes, and that's when I got into the music really. But yeah, I think the ukulele that was for my grandpa, and he also had some. It was like a, some one of the first forms of an electric keyboard. Wow! Um, oh wow! Yeah, I wish I still had it. It was like it was only one octave or maybe two octaves, and it was big. It was like a big chunky thing, and um, yeah, it was like a little organ. But it sounded like a church organ more than anything. So he was a musician, probably. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he played the banjo. He sang. He did all kinds of stuff. He was an interesting dude. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think back on my college days. I w- I wanted to be in environmental science too, but just because. You know, you're outside, you're doing things. I didn't think of it being in the in a lab. But I did work up at a greenhouse at UH, and basically the job was there's research being done up there where they were testing uh, plants, you know, and, and or chemicals to fight invasive species sure. and stuff like that. So what I would do is I'd grow weeds, not weed, but <laughs> weeds, weeds, weeds yep. right? And then they would use those to, and then so I did that in the greenhouse, which is kind of fun, but then my other part of my job was I'd, I'd, uh, get dirt and get the nematodes out do you know what a nematode is what's a nematode it's a little it's a worm that you find in like in dirt why do they call it a toad then the toad is t-o-d-e oh nematode okay. is says i guess i think toad is like a worm like that's a classification of worm but like i'd have to like do all these things to the soil and i have to put them in a centrifuge and the thing would spin around and then i pour this thing out and the first time was cool but after a while i was like this is Mind-numbingly boring, yeah. It's the same thing every day. Is it really hard to grow weeds, John? I mean, if that was that one job. That that part was easy, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, I mean, is there even needed? No, no, no. The reason why why it's it's needed is because these are controlled. So every pot would have only one plant in it because they had to, like, they couldn't just get a bunch of weeds and just, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, So it was, like, you had only one seed in every single one, and then I had to organize them and label them and all that stuff. So pre- Wanting to be a school teacher, you were an environmental scientist. Well, that was my minor. Yeah. So, okay. so like we were so, we were talking about. Yeah, Kyle was talking about this. Uh, see, what was the name of that the documentary? It's a, it's a new one on a Netflix about ocean conspiracy. It's sea conspiracy. Oh, I think yeah, I saw conspiracy. That. Yeah. Did you you watch? That? I haven't watched it yet, but I saw I saw the I think I saw the you know it was su- a suggested one. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I always get on the idea of oh oh so okay find a four bomb baby yeah okay sorry okay well, so thanks so for I, joining I, us hi hi I guess they won yes Gonzaga Gonzaga won we are going to the final four the school Second that time. does not really I thought they didn't exist the campus <laughs> doesn't exist <laughs> nice try buddy. but how did you get into Gonzaga did you did you go there? I have no idea how I got into Gonzaga. 
I applied and I didn't have to write an essay, which is the reason why I applied for the school. Oh, you went to the school? Yeah. Yeah. He's, oh, I that made, makes sense. I'm now. a proud alumnus. No, what Were I meant, you? I meant like, how'd you get into it? Like, how'd you get interested in it? I didn't realize you went there too. Were you yeah. one of the only Asians there though at the time? Uh, close. The other Asians were actual people from Asia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and my friend Lisa, my friend Lisa Arakaki, uh-huh. who was from Pro City and spoke so much pidgin that nobody could understand her for like three days. Yeah. 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 Do but I uh, do, from Pro City? You, you should, really, but... Yeah. Do you really get upset when people say Gonzaga? Yes. Well, what is it supposed to be? Because I spent like $300,000 learning to say Gonzaga. It's Gonzaga. Really? The Zags, yeah. Zag. Because it's uh, Saint Aloysius Gonzaga, which is a Spanish thing. Huh. What is that one? One priest or something? They named. Yeah, that? yeah. Okay. That's who the school is named after. He's a Saint Saint Aloysius Gonzaga. Oh. Okay. Well, I mean, there's people that get upset when they say realtor. Yes. But it's realtor. Realtor. Right? Yeah. There's no A between the L and the T. I've never said that it that way, but okay. <laughs> but even real even realtors say realtor, when I really? talk to them on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. Okay. It's pretty common. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt the story. No, there's All right. no, nothing. So, final four bound. Congratulations. Yay! Go right. Zags. So, so, so back to you, Chang. So you come here. You got your degree. You're working. So, what, what start made you start playing here? Here, well, I, got, I ended up. I, I was working at World Cafe and Restaurant. By, by the way, you're you're okay where you're sitting. I, I feel like I'm making you like sit up and talk. Well, what, what I tell you, yeah, I didn't know if I should. Just, just, just be relaxed. <laughs> just back, I'll, back I'll, here is okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll adjust for you. It's all good. Since you um, commented on where <laughs> I'm sitting, you said, <laughs> oh, it's only because it's only because Bobby, Bobby, when he came here, Bobby Madero sat in that seat, sitting like that, and his voice is so loud, and even then, John was like cranky a little bit. So we had birds and all kinds of weird noises. So if you sit, if you sit closer, yeah. your voice is heard better. It's just a broadcasting thing. So where would you like me to sit? Would you like No, me no, no. I, I, actually, if you just right pick in the up middle the mic and you pull it closer to you. Just, yeah. I want you to be oh. comfortable. How's this? Right here? Yeah, hey, hey, How's that? Yeah, that's yeah that? I like that. That's oh, nice. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Easy. Don't worry, man. We got you. We got, I got you. I like you. I miss you. So World Cafe... World Cafe and Restaurant Row. Yeah, I worked there. I worked I at that, that one. I was a busser there. Uh-huh. And oh, Restaurant Row, yeah. Willie Moku is doing a like a, a, a remote at the place across the way, which was called Johnny's. I don't know if you remember Johnny's. Johnny's. Oh, it's no, directly across the, the hallway from from World Cafe. Okay. And Our so was one of my buddies worked in the, the, the kitchen there, and he told Willie that I played a little guitar. And he's like, hey, you want to you wanna come up and play one? I think Els no, it's Ellsworth Simeona was playing. Oh, and Willie, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Will uh, Willie was doing the the uh, remote broadcast, so or remote promotion, and so I sat in. And then at that point, he said, "Would you like to come into the?" It was at the time ninety three point one KQMQ. Yes, yes. Okay. And I ended, we ended up doing a demo together, like, and he, you know, I ended up interning with him, and then I got into radio, and that's how it all blossomed in the music world, I suppose you could say here. Oh, wow. Me. Is that how you met Devin from radio then, or just? I knew, well, Devin, I knew. I, I think you came into Kumu after. Yeah. yeah. So right it after. It was more. It was more through gigs. It was more for his music yeah. stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you, because uh, I, I worked at Kumu from 2004 to 2007. Mm-hmm. I don't know when did you start with them, or do, were you there then? Uh, shortly after that. Yeah, it was right. When, it was the, like, when the new regime kind of took right, over. It was very short yeah. after I was there. Yeah. Yeah. 
funny that you should say realtor because I remember when I was working at Kuma, I was production director, and I used to get in these uh, ads. You know, I'd have to do voiceovers for this. One. I don't remember what company it was, but they actually spelled out realtor, not real a tour. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I wouldn't say it, and I was like, oh. I got <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I already knew that, but I'll do it. So, so what made you get out of radio? Um, well, since that company doesn't exist anymore, I don't mind saying it. They weren't paying me enough. I mean, I oh. asked them for a raise several times, and they weren't. They just kept on. I was doing. I was production director for five stations that they had, and I was getting paid thirty-five thousand dollars a year. That's ridiculous. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he's working his ass off because yeah. when you're the when you're the production director for for a bunch of stations, yeah, you were doing a lot of commercials. Because none of the jocks want to do their voiceovers, yep. so usually yep. they'll leave and be like, "Oh, I forgot. Can you get it for me?" So you end up doing so many voiceovers and yep. so many spots, and you know, to get even if you were getting thirty-five thousand dollars. For one station, that would be kind of bad, but I was getting thirty-five thousand for five, and I should have been getting paid fifty thousand for one. So right, right. it just—it's just you know—and then and that at that time it was when radio was consolidating everything. Everything had gone automation, so they were cutting people back, and they weren't paying people. It just so I just—it's even worse now because pandemic. Yeah. So I people I just getting people just getting cut left and right, and so, uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't envy being in that position because the other thing too is he had to deal with um account executives yep. coming up oh. and at five o'clock going hey johnny i got a commercial yeah, yeah, when yeah. does it do yeah uh in about 20 minutes <laughs> yeah, what i wasn't smart enough then was to figure out how much ask them how much they were get, how much were they getting for the spot i should have asked yeah. that and then oh i'm getting 50 dollars. i'm like well then i'm not gonna do it i mean that's stupid yeah. Yeah, if it's a huge account or a huge, then then maybe at five o'clock. But yeah, that was another one that killed right? me at the end. At yeah. the very end, I was losing my mind. Were you a DJ too at some point? Yeah, I was a DJ the whole time because usually what would happen is someone would get fired, oh. and then they're like, "Okay, we don't have anybody." <laughs> oh, hmm, Johnny, why don't you fill in this hole for till we get somebody else? So that happened to me three times. Wow. Double K Country. I got Charlie Garrett got let go. He passed away. I don't know if you know that or not. Lee Garrett, Charlie Garrett said. So I got his morning show by accident. Then uh, the next show I got was uh, Cape Boy, um, Hawaiian Ryan, and um, there was somebody else in there went to another station. So there was a hole. Yeah. And so they're like, you're going to fill. Wasn't it Ryan and Sam? Was it no, Ryan it was before Sam? Ryan and Sam. It was, oh, okay, okay. It was um, uh, Joe. Um, Joe Hart. Oh, okay, okay. They ended up going to another station. I forget where yeah. they went, but they got, and so that left a hole there. So I had to fill that hole. Um, and then Justin Cruz went to the news. Yeah. Mm. Uh. And so when he went to the news, I went into, I ended up doing it. But my name was Jimmy Sparks on that station. Yeah. <laughs> we, we opened up the phone book and just ran our fingers down and stopped. <laughs> that was Jimmy Sparks. That's so it. You always ran on the different names in, in radio? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, the no, Helm on Cape Boy. It was just Helm. Mm-hmm. Um, on KQMQ or what was... No, not KQMQ. I'm sorry. It would, at that time, it would have been The Zone. I was Jimmy Sparks. And when I was in Double K Country, I was Johnny Helm. That's where Johnny Helm came from because my name's John. Oh, oh okay. But they're like, you know what? We like the ring of Johnny. And I was like, you know what? So do I. I've always not really liked <laughs> him. The name always bothered me because it was just two syllables. Bat, bat. That's interesting that they... They actually thought of what is your name, DJ name, going to be? Because this guy's been just Devin the whole time. Because he's he's smart. But they never they never try to make you change your name, like Devon or something no. like that. I don't think. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Devon. because <laughs> no, it's, it's it's too hard to remember who you are and trying to be somebody else. And I think when I came along, 
Um, Those DJ names were not the thing. Anymore. Yeah, because you had Bill Van Osdall. You had Kimo Villarimo. I mean, Kimo yeah. Villarimo is not his real name, but, you know, I mean, you had names that actually worked Sounded for like them. Sounded like names. Yeah. Kimo Kahoano, people yeah. like that, right? So yeah. you didn't, when you got on the air, it was like, oh, who are you going to be? Uh, I don't know. Oh, Devin. Okay. And then that was it. Well, I remember at one point they tried to call you the ant. But I was Jake Opai. <laughs> that was that was a thankfully that died with the t-shirts that you made <laughs> i don't think oh. anybody made me do it i think they oh, just yeah. su- i think they just suggested yeah. yeah i feel like i don't know why we did jimmy sparks why we didn't do my name i'm not sure probably because you're doing multiple stations maybe? i think that, that yeah. Might, yeah and they were like well we can't have you here that's yeah. actually yeah. a cool stage here. name though jimmy sparks jimmy sparks yeah. it makes me think of uh <laughs> you ever watch the show was that like some kind of poor name yeah. or a pimp or you go home tonight and go honey just call me jimmy jimmy, <laughs> jimmy sparks <laughs> tonight just call me jimmy sparks <laughs> But even back when we were in, oh, in, in the '90s, uh, when we when I was hanging out with Devin and stuff, I always felt like yeah, the DJs always kind of got the short. End. Well, everybody at the radio station always felt like they're getting the short end of the stick because they were. It's just that's the just, the, just nature the nature of radio. Yeah, I, I think guess. maybe maybe I don't even know when I wasn't there in the you know in the heyday of radio, but I feel like people do until you get numbers until real real numbers. Mm. Then you, maybe you got some. Then maybe you got the ability to tell people. And nobody gets real numbers Sorry. except for Michael W. Perry. Because DJ. Uh, so after after him and after Rory, that's it. Because yeah. with you, know, D- you, you get real numbers. No, not even with You've DJing. A lot of guys rely on just the, the the extracurricular gigs, right, to make the subsidies. The smart ones, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I was dumb. I really didn't know anything. So you didn't about do all the weddings and the MCing, the hosting parties. I and didn't. Stuff? I was too ner- I didn't like being in front of people. Oddly, I was very nervous on the radio. And I just, I would avoid promotions at all costs. And at the time, there was one DJ, um, her, she w- her name was Gina. I don't remember her last name. Um, but she was banking. Yep. She was doing all uh, the promotions for like, all, and she was the one making the money because she was smart. Yeah. She knew. She's like, that's where the money's going to come in. So yeah, you're right. That is true. Would you say you're an introverted person just in general? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so let me see if this, this philosophy runs true with you. So I, I tell people that I'm an introverted person as well. Mm-hmm. And so I'm uncomfortable in, in crowds, you know, like talking or like, you know, if you go to a social party, I'm kind of yeah, awkward. And sure. Stuff. But if I have something to do, then that gives me something to kind of like focus on and I don't get so nervous. And so that's why playing music is kind of nice, because then if I go to the party, I'm the entertainment. So then I just kind of work on that and then that I can move into conversations. Sure. Is that similar to completely one hundred percent? Yeah, I will switch it even further. And this is, okay. you know, this was pre being married to my beautiful wife, who I love. Yeah, I was very shy when it came to meeting girls, and then I got a job at her coffee shop. My wife's what is my wife's coffee shop now? Yeah, and when I was behind the counter, I had the gift of gab. Oh. It was like my. It was like because it was your job. It was or, my job, yeah. so I was allowed to talk to them, oh. and that was how I would meet. People, <laughs> meet girls until I met my wife, who I love very until, much, and I would never. Yeah, I would. I mean, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But so, so yes, that is. So if you have something that is your purpose, right. when you're in these social situations, like if I was stuck behind a bar and I had to serve juices, I'd be so pumped. Yeah. But if you stick yeah. me out in there and you're like, go socialize, it, I can't stand it. So does it's not it, because I don't like people. I'm just uncomfortable. Does yeah. it make a difference? Um, the two of you actually. Does it make a difference after your gig is done? 
when you walk into the crowd because John walks into the crowd after his game talks star with people sit down and I, hang out I is it different if he wasn't performing and you had to walk into the crowd and guaranteed sit down and, it would be I bet if you came to my gig and had to start talking to people yeah but if your gig ended and you went and talked to people you'd be fine yeah but if I went to your gig after you were done and had to go around to people it wouldn't work because he'd be like why are you talking to me and I'd be like I don't know <laughs> I'm not sure I don't, but I you'd just rather not you feel just yeah. oh okay terrified it's I feel really bizarre of, i feel like a lot of musicians are introverted and that's why they get into music uh, but it's like, odd that you would be able to get onto a stage i mean i still get nervous on stages and stuff but i mean at my regular big gigs when it becomes a regular thing i'm not yeah. nervous right right why would you put yourself in a position where you would do that <laughs> that's the thing that baffles me yeah like sometimes i have a gig coming up that's not a regular gig and i'm like what am I doing? Why do right, I do right, this? Right, right. <laughs> no idea. Yeah, because you don't have to play music. You could be a waiter and have a job. Right? Nothing wrong you, with that. You'd have something to do other than just socialize. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, I don't know. I tell people one-on-one I'm fine. Like if I went out to lunch with sure. Devin, no problem. If I'm in a crowd of like 300 people and I'm on stage, I have no problem. Get me in a room with like 15 people. I'm super uncomfortable. Yeah. It makes complete sense to me. Yeah. I completely get it. Weird, right? Not really for me. (laughs) (laughs) And mine is a lot of like, because you see so many people, I always, so like say I haven't, Devin's like my really good friend, so I would never do this. But if it's someone like, um, I don't know, that I've met a few times, but I don't hang out all the time, then I'll get this thing in my brain where I'll go like, that's Devin. Yeah, that is, that's Devin. Wait. (laughs) Is that Devin? I'm pretty sure that's Devin. Like in my head, I'm like, I'm. You might have obsessive compulsive disorder. Yeah. Oh, he totally do. has OCD. Oh, do you? Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. And and so then I think like, okay, I'm 90% of sure it's Devin, but I know in the past I've I've done this where I've been like, hey Devin, and then like I leave and I'm like, oh my god, that was not Devin. That's a, you, you got some you got some anxiety issues. <laughs> like you mistaken him for somebody else, or you just tell his name wrong. I just got his name wrong. Yeah. Okay. I, I yeah, thought yeah, yeah. I that thought his name was Devin, too. but it was like. They're on or whatever. Sometimes I don't see I don't see people I see in a long time and I want to say hi but I forgot their name. Yeah, yeah. My wife is with me and I got introduced right, but right. I just avoid it. But no, but don't you have a method now? Where yeah. you're like, if no, I, I told my wife and hey, I don't say anything, then you have to go. Oh, what is your yeah, name? Yeah, what is your name? I'm Sherry. You know, so that, that's yeah. saying that down. But see, some, y'all have nice wives. My wife just goes bye and she yeah, just yeah, leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she walks up on us with the kids and goes. Uh, she doesn't know who that is. <laughs> she, yeah. she peels off and goes to the store. But it's good for me too, because then I go, oh, oh, my wife just left. I I gotta go. Yeah, uh, that, so, yeah, right, yeah, so yeah, that gives yeah. me my out too. Yeah. And just then in case I my wife hears from, this part of the um, podcast. I switched from nice to meet you to good to see ya. Yeah, good yeah. to see ya. <laughs> yeah. Because that way, if you have met them already, you're you're off the hook. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you know, this probably one. seems really weird, but I got a case. You got something in your hair. I have something in my hair. What? I know this is the middle of a podcast, but. Just, what is that? I don't know. What that I is. Like, you see it? Oh yeah, it's like is that food? Stuff. It's like a, that was like a, almost like a, a confection sugar. You eating sugary something? Uh, I was eating McDonald's. <laughs> Probably it. All right. I feel better. Well, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. That was really nice. Speaking, you to do that. speaking of OCD, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you know, you, know you got a thing in your hair. Me and me and David would just watch it the whole time, not even care. You know. Yeah. He'll figure it out. Leave it there. Post it later. So, okay, so now you're, you're playing, you're doing your thing here in Honolulu, and you're still playing, right? You're one of the few guys that are gigging. That's out gigging right now. I did not know that, but I am gigging a little bit. No, yeah. Not a lot. For, I'm doing about four a week. That's pretty good. At where? Uh, the same location or just... Yeah, same. So I do Fridays, I'm at Rumfire right now. Monday is Alohilani. 
Wednesday's Maui Brewing Company in Kailua. And Saturdays, I'm at the Marriott uh, pool side, but it's every other week. Wow, you're a busy so, guy, And man. then I, I sometimes I'll pick up one more, but it depends. Are you still oh. doing just strictly guitar vocal? Yep. You're not looping or doing any of that? I do crazy. a little bit of looping. Like, I loop, I'll loop. i loop a section of the chorus. Like, if I'm singing the chorus, I loop during the chorus. Then when I come out of the chorus, I can put noodle a little bit. Okay. But I'm not doing, like, beatboxing giant loops that build right, and right, build. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Now, is, are, is it just you or is it, are you with the band? Just me. Oh, okay. So it's easier to set up gigs that way, right? Then. It is. I did duos for a long time and... Um, you know, part of it is well. I mean, you know, most of it is money. I mean, it just it's it makes yeah. more sense to do it myself. Yeah, yeah. That sounds greedy, but I wouldn't be able to make a living otherwise. Yeah. Well, let me let me ask you this question. So this will be the the controversial, uncomfortable portion of the podcast. <laughs> I'm I'm sweating profusely and I'm waiting. Okay. All right. So I find you to be extremely talented, and I like your music. I like your voice. I think. You can play the guitar and all that stuff. And um, at the same time, you're in a, your, your style of music, there's just not as large of an audience here on island sure. that appreciates what you do. Sure. You know? So how much thought was given, and, and I respect you because you do what you do. Sure. You know? And people either like it or they don't like it or whatever. But... Do, have you ever thought of like, well, maybe I could tweak this or do something different that's more, quote unquote, Hawaiian mainstream? Or is it because you've gone back to the mainland is, you know, it's like, um, well, this kind of music fits in these areas. So I want to try to explore these territories. Have you, What kind of thought? Because that's that's kind of what I think about when I'm working with a band or, you know, wh- where are we going to take this or where is this going or or, or what, what's the long term plan, you know? I think, in short, I look at Waikiki as an entertainer, right? Because I go in there and a lot of times I don't even make it through a song before I'm making fun of somebody in the audience. And I don't mean like making fun (laughs) of them, like making them feel bad. I mean like they're eating a chicken wing and I just sing that they're eating a chicken wing. And it's Uh, because it's so stupid people laugh, right? uh So I I look at Waikiki as where I make my money. Okay. So my... What that does for me, if if you were to call the singer-songwriter stuff that I do, that's not Waikiki. That's like what I record. Cause, and if I were to do a one-off, more of a show type of thing, that's where I'm allowed to keep my art. My art. And so, mm. I, your, it's a great question. If I was worried about my art attracting people, uh, in a in a broader way, maybe I would do that. But to me, I just kind of do what feels right in the music. And I don't worry about whether people are going to like it so much. I mean, of course, I'm I'm a self-conscious person, so I do worry about it in terms of like it would probably hurt my feelings if somebody came up to me and were like, "You suck." Yeah. But at the same time, I enjoy making the singer-songwriter stuff, and it's a little bit eclectic and a little bit morose in some ways. Some of my songs are kind of depressing in that way, or sad. I don't know. And so, to answer your question, no, I haven't I haven't felt the need to change it because. I'm fulfilled by the art there and I make my money in Waikiki and I look at that as com- something totally different. Like I don't, I oh, yeah. compartmentalize it. Have what you considered your art, even if you <laughs> stuck to your guns doing what you've been doing from the beginning, has it evolved though from your perspective? Like, um, I think it's evolved a little bit. Not, not so much. I think maybe, you know, John Cruz was a huge inspiration to me. So I think in the beginning, like in the very beginning of when I started playing, I really 
you, I, I, it wasn't anything that I was trying to copy him, but I think because I was so influenced to him by him, I was trying to be like him in some ways. And so that was very influential in the beginning. And then I started to shift out more into like a, a more of a, an Americana thing mm. and yeah. got away from that a little bit. And so the instrumentation, I would say, and the style of production is more kind of like folk Americana. But when I bring the band together, when I do put a band together, it ends up being almost like a folk song in the beginning. And then it turns into almost like a free form jam band type thing at the end of the song um did i answer a question did you ask a question who's currently in your band um it well right now i'm using um sean p mattel is either drums or bass oh of, um, of course of course because he's everywhere yeah and then uh, michael grande mm-hmm. on piano oh Go figure uh, Imua Garza on guitar. Oh man! Wow! Oh, you got an all-star band, man. Jesus. And then you know, my, my uh, this is what my my daughter said. My power move is 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 John Cruz on bass when he's in town. So little Blue Note nice. game, we had him on bass, which wow. was funny. She's like, mm. that's a lineup, man. And then Sean Carroll. So if John's not on bass and Sean Pimentel plays bass, then we, then Sean Carroll will play drums. And um, when I do other smaller stuff, I use Jason Obrigo a lot, who I love. He's yeah, probably exactly. my. He's everybody. One of my, what's interesting about Jason? Everybody knows Jason, who's a musician. Uh, they yeah, because, all know him as a guitarist, and you listen to him play, and you go, "How the hell?" Because he just sits there, and yeah. he. I don't know if you've ever heard Jason Obrigo play. He's a he's a guitarist, and he's just. I don't know. There's something about the way he plays. That yeah, he's just got great tone. To he's, yeah. Oh, just wow. he just you go, Jason, do something. <laughs> he plays something. You go. Holy shit! What did that? You know that guy's from? a great artist as well, too. Yeah, he's amazing. Phenomenal. I mean, just yeah. a, just Your a painter. True yeah, painter. an amazing painter. He might yeah. be a better painter than a musician. I mean, I think he. Huh. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. I don't know if he has still has JasonNobriga.com, but that guy blows me away. He's he's done a lot of my art, my covers. Oh, no kidding! I didn't and, know that. Uh, but yeah, he's 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 probably you know Imua is obviously one of my favorite guitar players, yeah. but Jason, you know, he's he's just so different. And well, it's fun to watch the two of you play off each other i think yeah. that's i think that's one of the things you really look forward to with your band right is you're like hey for sure let's throw some stuff out and see what happens yeah so. yep definitely absolutely oh sorry oh no 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 no. i like okay so I, I just was uh that's interesting because i was curious as like how your brain thinks about so, so you have this like idea of two different types of two sets of, of music and two totally different things I don't walk into my Waikiki gigs thinking that people are going to listen to me. I don't walk mm. in thinking that they're going to be there because I'm going there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just totally, I just, it is what it is. And, and it's, I've showed up on time. I'm nice went to the staff. And I think that's more and almost more important <laughs> yeah. than yeah. anything else. Yeah. But for, for staying employed. You know, obviously you'd want to have a little talent, but I think it's more just how you carry yourself in many ways. Now, in the past, at the Waikiki CDs, you would sell product there, sell your CDs. <laughs> Nowadays, I t- always tell the story of, the, of before COVID, I was doing a Waikiki gig. I, w- I wanted to kind of like get playing on a regular basis again. So I was doing solo gigs out in Waikiki. And uh, there was this young girl that came up. So my thing was, you put a tip in, you get a CD. Because I have, I have so many CDs at my house of, of my own. It's just like stacks of CDs. <laughs> so it's like, any tip, a dollar, get a CD. And a girl came up, and she's a younger girl, she put a dollar in, like, hey, I have a CD. She's like, oh, and I, don't, I don't have a CD. Like, oh, what is oh, that? What is that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought, well, 
I guess these are gonna They're be done. posters or something. Yeah. That's so it. what do you do now? Is it just just tips or? I don't. I don't. Uh, truthfully, I have not since COVID. I haven't brought CDs to my gigs. I probably yeah. should because I have one more box. Okay. Okay. Because um, I didn't order them by big batches. I order them a thousand at a time. Yeah. And so yeah, I mean, I don't. I before COVID, I was just giving them away. If people came up and they're like, hey, I really liked your set, I would be like, have a CD for free. And then they'd wow. walk away, and then the five steps later, they turn around, and then they come back and drop a tip. In nice, nice. But in general, yeah, I just give them away at this point. So mm-hmm. now there's no point. It's a business card. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it really is, yeah. But that used to be a, a form of, of income for musicians. So now that that's gone, I guess all this digital streaming and all that kind of you stuff. You don't make right? any money from that, though. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to make money from that. I think unless you're a massive star or you have a record label to negotiate your your per per stream because I think you I think they do nego- I'm sure they negotiate a better mm. stream price for some people yeah. so I have a generic question for you musicians when okay. when you so- musicians <laughs> <laughs> when iTunes is available and they download one of your guys songs mm-hmm. what is what is the percent of money you make from one download like 60 cents right for a download I thought it was yeah, less than that I well for a stream it's like a fraction of a cent yeah. but if yeah. they download it it's like 60 cents I think oh. what's the difference okay Stream is if I'm on my iPod and I press play and I listen no, to you guys. If you listen on Spotify or Tidal or one of those, okay, that's a streaming service. iTunes Music too. Yeah, yeah. iTunes Music too. Yeah, okay. but if you get download like point, it, you get like point zero zero zero. Yeah, but nobody percent of a cent or something like nobody that. Nobody downloads insane. though anymore, right? No, because everybody's no. got services. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I'm I'm actually probably people are probably gonna hate me for this, but I actually like the service for myself. Because I have everything. As soon as you want to hear something, you just press a button. It sucks yeah. that people aren't making money. And if we could go back, I would obviously have it that way because I would be making more money. But it is what it is right now. So, yeah. Yeah, it is kind of nice to have it just out there. People can download it at any time and you're just getting paid kind of constantly. It's just that the pay is so small yeah. that it's hard. But, but I mean, I've, I've kind of like... Uh, what happens at the end of the year every year is everybody posts their thank you spotify for yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and they, they post like how many streams they got yeah and then i kind of like go, okay this guy got 27 million streams so wow. i calculated out and it's like yeah. oh this actually it's not just money you know but you got to get into the millions of streams uh-huh. to, to make for, money, for it to yeah. make money. Mm-hmm. but i'm sure those people that are getting millions of streams have negotiated better prices also for themselves mm. i'm guessing so i don't know who knows I think the big, the big. If people are trying to make money now, it's all the licensing. If you can get your song into a TV or a movie, yeah. I think uh, that's where people. That's the uh, new record deal at this point. It's like you get yourself some licensing, and then you make some real money. Got it. Yeah, but you got to write. Yeah. You got to either chase chase briefs, like they'll send out a brief and be like, "Oh, we need a song that sounds like John Yamasato's song," and you create it and boom, see there what happens. Yeah. What What's kind of cool or interesting. I guess one of both is a grande actually turned me on to this thing called Fiverr. Mm-hmm, it's F I V E R R. And um, so all, all these years I've had all these like, um, I'm horrible with lyrics. I can, I can create melodies and stuff, but I, I just, uh, with words, I'm terrible, as you can probably tell listening to this podcast over this last <laughs> couple of years. But um, yeah, so this Fiverr is just, is just contract workers that, you know, they'll do anything that can be done like digitally or, or over email they can do so there's like bookkeeping people or there's you know there's tax people or you know investment people but then there's also a section for musicians so there's guys on there it's like hey send me this i'll write your lyrics or send me an idea i'll write you a song about it or whatever and 
I, I had a couple of melodies. I sent it out to this guy in, in London, and he sent me a song back. And what did he the, charge the, you? The lyrics. It's 50 bucks. What? Yeah. And then you own it, or does he own part he, of it? No, he's like, that's it. I'm done. He, like, you own it. You own it. It's kind of like a sharing community, and yeah. they, make, they make a little dollar for coffee on the side or something. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's, Danny's like, what's this app? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's it's, crazy. It's really, I mean, uh, but then there's like, so there's different levels, so like anything. So there's Fiverr Pro, which is like, these are professional people that, but they're like, you know, hundreds of dollars to have them work on. So, so it, it ranges, right? So if somebody reached out to you off Fiverr and said, John, I want a guitar track to this yeah, lyric. So, so if you, yeah, if you have a... Um, yeah, if you want a drum track, there's drummers on there, and yeah. then they have demos of them playing and stuff. But and you can for you, what do you consider yourself as far as the charge? The charge. What would you charge for us for playing guitar for? Oh, some I, I song? don't know. I don't. Fifty I bucks. I typically don't charge anybody. I just <laughs> do it. But is the going rate fifty bucks then? No, no, no. It's. I like to pay. Okay, well, here's the sad part about the music industry. Okay? <laughs> He's gonna get catch twenty two here. No, no, no. <laughs> it used to be a hundred dollars a track. So, like, if uh, Porlis came in, he did a conga track on, we would pay him a hundred bucks. Okay. You know. Okay. I think, and that was in nineteen ninety seven, ninety eight, or whenever I'm doing CDs. It's twenty twenty one. I think people guys still charge a hundred bucks a, yeah, a track it, or something it, like that. It, I would say a little bit more one fifty. I mean one fifty. Yeah, I try to pay pay people one fifty or two hundred dollars a track. Yeah. To come and track on something, and the other thing, like even back when Porlis was working for us, that I that, or working with us, I should say, the idea was I remember Aaron, uh, our friend Aaron Kimura, he said, you know, theoretically I could just take Porlis's congas, and just take those. It's all digital, right? Yeah. I could just take that and paste it, you know, make it a. But he's like, but he's a working musician. I want, you know, we want to help him out. So every time he plays, he comes in and we pay him the hundred bucks. He plays you digital know? congas when you. No, like you could make samples of his congas, oh, right? Oh, and, and just mean. play it, right? Oh, okay. So people could do that, right? But that would be kind of dick, right? But I, I guess dirty. now it's half price because they're at their home. They don't have to come out to the studio. The other thing, what's the other thing? They have uh, Sound Better from Spotify, where you can go on there and. And sound better. Oh, you can hire a musician or a producer or a mastering engineer. Okay, so yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's other services like that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only junk part or hard part about Fiverr is you don't really know what you're getting until you get it. Get it, right? Yeah. And so because like, you still got to pay. Yeah, you still got to pay for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I did. So what I did was I, I did um, background vocals on two songs with two different guys because I wanted to see like what they would do. Yeah. And then I did um, the song. I, I like sent melodies and this guy wrote back lyrics the guy who did the melody and lyrics was really good the other the guys who sang the background they were they're were okay like um one of them was from um a different country and i didn't think about it before i sent it but then after i'm like oh i think this guy's gonna have an accent when it comes to, like <laughs> I'm not, it's gonna sound like, like me you know and sure enough when it came back it was like he had an accent on it and i'm like can we hear a sample of that do you have it with you I don't have it with me now, but yeah, but I can, yeah, I can send it to you. But so he did a good job, but it, but it just doesn't match because it's like a country song and he has a accent from it. He could have called one of us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't wanna, not me. Well, I don't want to bother people. People, and then also like I for for years, years I've run into people like, hey, I have all these, he these uh, melodies. You know, anybody want to write lyrics? And no one wants to, no one wants to do it, or they say they want to do it and then they don't do it, and it's it's like. All right, whatever. Look, look, there you go. With you. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 Right, the, only, the only person that I have written that we completed stuff is Alex Kawakami, who's mm. been good. You know, so I work with him sometimes or whatever. But okay. love that guy. All right. 
Love yeah. his family. They're great people. Yeah, super nice. Super nice. Yeah, see, all these wonderful things come out when Johnny Helm comes on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. finds out right, about yeah. houses. Okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a writing gig now. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yes. And, and it's good to know that, that, yeah, you can still do it. You can still make a living as a musician out here. Yeah. Still enjoy it? Of course. Yeah. I mean, I, it, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's <laughs> no, what I was going to say is how could you not because... You're doing exactly what you do. The only thing I don't love is drunk people. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean. Unless they're good drunk tipping people. That's fine. Yeah. But in general, I mean, and it's pretty rare that I have to deal with it. Yeah. But that's the only thing. That's really the only hazard of the job Weird. is somebody just, screaming out free bird yes yeah yeah uh, <laughs> mustang sally uh, well, I, don't even, I don't even mind the songs yeah. it's just the people that are not nice i yeah. just don't want to deal with not nice people or the I'll ones sing whatever that you want. um they want to sing oh that 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 just makes me laugh i let them right up oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. a comedy show at some point the huh? best so, ones are the guys that are like oh yeah i saw a play i play a, i'm a musician too yeah i play you know play Playing my place, and we're like, oh yeah, right, right, right. You want to play a song? They're like, oh, really? Yeah, go ahead. I did. Did anybody ever blow you away, or did anybody famous ever jump on stage with you? And yeah, I had a couple. Of, I had uh, the guy um, Edwin McCain came up once. Wow, wow. Yeah. that was I cool. I love Edwin McCain. I like him too, man. He seems like a real cool dude. Too. Is very. My guitar had a weird like problem with the cable. Like it was one one where you had to kind of put it right in the right place to make it work, uh. and so. He got up and started playing my guitar, and I came up to him, and I was kind of like holding the cable and, and just in place, so it wouldn't like make the, you know. He's like, "Yeah, you don't have to do that. It's okay." And I'm like, okay. "Walk away." <laughs> it was fine. I saw yeah. a video where Christian was playing in Waikiki. That was recent, right? Yeah, and yeah, then Eddie, Eddie Vedder just walked on stage, yeah. sang was... a song with him, and then walked right off into the crowd. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. And that was it. I was like, "That's crazy, yeah. man." That was very cool. That was recent, man. That was like a month yeah, ago. Yeah, it was very that, recent. That would cause my anxiety to like. Go through the room. Why? Because you'd be going, is that Eddie Vedder? I think it might be Eddie Vedder. Maybe it's Eddie Vedder. <laughs> yeah. It's not no, Eddie no, Vedder. but and, and then once I know I'd be Eddie? like, oh, is no, his name I Eddie? Know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what band is he with? It's <laughs> just been awful. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of know Black and I know Alive, but I know Alive is an A, but what are the chords? Like, you know, I'd be like freaking out. Like, if you wanted to sing something with me, like, you know? All you got to do is make sure you take a picture with him so that Kyle can be jealous. Oh, that's, yeah, that would be unreal. <laughs> or, or call him on the phone. Can you have to come down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Edwin McCain. There's this um, video of uh, he's doing that song. I'll be. Yeah, that's the one he sang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he did it at this radio show, and he's got this bass player, and you know, I'll be. That's a high note already, and the bass player is hitting the the high note I'll open. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, he looks like a um, looks like a Muppet or something. Because when he does it, he looks back like that. I gotta send it to you. It's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, that guy is amazing. Does you he gotta hit, hit that the note, man. You gotta do what you yeah. gotta do. That's why I see that from coming to America. She's your queen. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I have my McDowell shirt. Thank you. Yeah, I saw oh, that. Yeah, we saw that on the podcast. Yeah, you nice. wore it. That's right. Yeah. So, the second movie was uh, not very good though. It was a good trip down memory lane. I watched it. That's I liked. True. Yeah. I mean, as long, right. as, as long as you don't go in with huge expectations, yep. you'll be all right. Like, you you helped lower it because you went, eh, yeah. 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 all right, well, it's going to suck. And yeah. then you watch it and you go, oh, 
that's not bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. You I mean, know what amazed me? It's PG thirteen, man. There's only so much they can I mean, do. It amazed me on oh. how people didn't really age that much. Yeah. yeah. And then it's the one. Then you start thinking, is that the wonder of makeup? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Totally. You I know? would think so. Plus, they they de-aged them in a couple scenes too. So. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. 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 But the fact that he would, the fact that he would get jumped by what's her last name Leslie. Oh, John oh, Leslie yeah, by Leslie jumped <laughs> and have a baby with her because she's huge. Yeah, she's super tall. Yeah. and the fact that she's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and got her pregnant. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, that was good. That part was good. Uh, she was she was actually probably one of the funnier ones in the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She she really was. By the way, yeah. this weekend, Kong versus Godzilla, mm. or Godzilla versus On what? Kong in the theaters. Oh, you oh, can also, watch it online? Also on HBO Max. On, on HBO Max okay. as well. Yeah, yeah same time. So. But I watched, uh, I finally finished watching Justice League. Oh. That was good. It was good, right? Yeah, it was good. It was really good. You Never know mind, me? you don't care about that. I don't that care about that, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you think Kong versus Godzilla would have subtitles? In Japan. What, what do you mean? I don't know, because all they be doing is grunting the whole time oh, at each other, right? And screaming at huh. them. Well, that's what they put. They put Godzilla, Godzilla screams. Or oh yeah, Godzilla, yeah, yeah Godzilla yeah, makes yeah. a crowing noise or something. <laughs> but the reviews have been good so far, so I'm kind of I'm kind of excited about that one. Really? Yeah. Because Godzilla King of the well, Monsters got panned. Yeah, it was majorly. Terrible. Yeah. And it was stupid. Yeah. No, but they're saying this one's good. Okay. All right. Yeah. But who's All supposed right. to win in that thing? That's like, the, who's the that's good what guy? you need to find out. Yeah, that's the whole point okay. of the movie. Are well, you watching? Yeah. Let me know. All right, we'll save the Justice League talk for after the podcast because I have thoughts, but Kyle's not interested as, at all. That's why I want to talk about it now because uh, Kyle really doesn't want to hear about it. I'm sure Johnny doesn't want to hear it either. Actually, I have I, I had a little rubber like uh, King Kong doll when I was a kid. It was like made out of like a jelly material, and I bit its head off. When I, <laughs> when I, like it, I chew and chew and chew, and finally came off. I, whenever I hear King Kong, I think about it. It was really weird. Was it like the Stretch Armstrong kind of thing with the jelly stretch, inside? No, it was just like it was like it was like I don't even. Maybe it wasn't King Kong. It was some sort of gorilla thingy, and yeah, it was made out of like a jelly rubber. And I just I chew on anything that was like that. And I, did, I remember it fit its head off. <laughs> I don't know. I think about that often. One of those weird toys. Yes. Oh, three things. Okay, oh. Mr. Helm. Yes. It is now that time of the show. We're gonna do desert discs. You know all about that, my I do fellow not. DJ. I do not. <laughs> Tell me. You so we wanna we wanna hear your uh, your three desert discs that you would take with you. They oh, desert be, discs. They can't be. They can't be. Uh, they oh. can't be greatest hits albums. Well, if I were to do it on honesty, <laughs> John Cruz Acoustic Soul. Okay. Okay. Although I've listened to it so much now that maybe I wouldn't take it to the desert with me right now. Because you have it all in here. Right? It's I've listened to it so much. So, but yeah, I would say that's one of my faves. Um, there, I actually really, really like the Counting Crows' first record. I think it was August and Everything After. Oh, wow. And hmm. I need to get on this. No problem. A lot of people take their time. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many. I mean, I could go. You know, I. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Probably, you know. Mm. <laughs> See, you know the radio DJs. The radio DJs are the worst people to ask this question because they go, "Hmm, there's that one." Yeah. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> well, just an artist. You have to name the specific album. 
Okay, fine. Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead? Okay. Yep. I thought you were going to say something like the hook, man. I thought you were going to say something like the Eagles. Well, because or the only reason I wouldn't say or... the Grateful Dead because they're I, I actually a lot of people that are like true Deadheads, I guess they, a lot of them I think like the live shows more. I actually loved all the studio albums too. Mm. So I would say I'm just going to put American Beauty on there because that was the very first record that I think one of the first tapes that I had. So I'll go with American Beauty, August and Everything After. I thought that was a great record because the instrumentation was great. It was produced really well. T-Bone Burnett produced that. And I thought the songwriting oh, was great. I don't think they get a lot of credit for that. Mm. Um, and then what was the other one I said? Oh, John Cruz Acoustic Soul. Yeah, well, great. Those are my three desert ones. When I play at Waikiki, I do a Kyle Crater Boys rendition of Friend of the Devil. Mm-hmm. That always gets a tip. Yeah, there's always somebody in the audience that really? appreciates Grateful Dead. Yeah. And that's a great song that from Kyle Crater Boys, too. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, like all my other stuff I play, people don't. <laughs> you know, there's some people that like it, some people that don't. But that one always, I somebody, some dude comes up like, oh, I like that song. <laughs> you know, you got a really good compliment. I don't remember if it was John or Dave Cruz I was with, but they were saying, we were talking about Ernie, and they were saying the one guy that got his strum down really, really good was John <laughs> Yamasato. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man. I am a, a distance uh, student. I would watch him all the time, yeah. man. From, yeah. I saw I saw Creative Boys eighteen times in one year, in like probably nineteen ninety four or something. Like wow. That. And were you even of age to enter a bar? Were you watching no. from the outside? So every time I'd check the whatever they had that midweek thingy yeah. or whatever, I would check that. Every time I see Kyle Creative Boys, like, oh, am I old enough to get into? Because a lot of them is like twenty one and over. Yeah. I couldn't go. If I could go, I was there. Wow. You know, I'd that's just be really in the front cool. row. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was a cool compliment. Yeah. No, no, I really... They, they, John has actually told that to me, which is... Yeah. It's like, oh, man, it's amazing. All right. So, Johnny, are you able to hang out for a little while more? I do. I am. Can I say one thing? Sure. I'm to, yeah. I, I have an event coming up that I kind of wanted to... Oh, to, yes. To, perfect. Well, yeah, when please. does this air? Huh? When will this air? Tomorrow. Oh. So, on April 7th, I'm doing a concert called Rock the Rock. Okay. And the website is R-O-C-K the roc.org and it is a and it's an event for a young girl who started a movement i'll, I'll let you kind of research it because we don't have that much time to talk about it but her oh, name is her name is charlotte Fiki, and she was having 20 grand mal seizures a day wow. and her mother who is a close friend of mine from childhood times basically went on her own and illegally started bootlegging cbd oil with these um, these marijuana growers and they started giving it to the girl and she ended up being okay. She got came down off. She ended up having like two seizures a, a week. And so they basically started the movement of CBD. It Is was, that the start of Charlotte's Web? That's it. Okay. That's the one. So I flew to Colorado last week and I did play her. She ended up dying in, during, oh, um, she, passed. Oh, wow. she passed during COVID. Oh my God. Oh, man. So I flew over to Colorado and they were originally going to do the concert at the at Red Rocks and they had all these bands lined up but COVID obviously had happened and so they decided to have everybody um, film and send their videos in except for me and um, Glenn Phillips from Toad the Wet Sprocket we went and we filmed wow. um, at the service and so it's going to be a special on the 7th. It's a free concert online. Um, you can go to rocktherock.org. And there's going to be performances from the Avett Brothers. Sanjay Gupta's hosting it. Jason Mraz, Michael Fronte. Whoa. Um, it's, wow. it's, it's an all-star wow. lineup. And uh, yours truly, Johnny Helm. Johnny Helm, nice. But, um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't have been more impacted by an event in my life. I went there 
expecting to support my friend and it was like I'd been punched in the chest by the universe the universe said sit down and listen boy and I did I listened for two days to the stories of Charlotte Figgy and it was like it was honestly what is one of the most uh, I'm gonna carry that that weekend with me forever so I think um, it's a, it's a, I, I'm hoping it'll be a heartwarming event to watch but certainly the music will be great and they'll tell the story of this little girl how old so, was she when she passed in this COVID? I think she was 13 because she has a twin sister that's now 14. So I think it must have been 13 oh, okay. when she passed. And so young. Yeah. So I don't know how many years she had good with the CBD. Yeah. Um, I, would, I think there were many. Um, and she ended up living a, a much better life than 20 grand mal seizures a day. And I've seen the seizures. I yeah. mean, I saw them on video. Mm. And it was disturbing. And I can't imagine what other parents that may be listening go through that have kids with special needs. And, and I, my heart goes out to them. And really, the Stanley brothers and her really launched that whole CBD thing they, to I'm, begin so, with. I, I'm, I'm glad you know they about it. They started the whole industry. You knew this. Yeah. So I met I met the Stanley brother, and he was super, one of the Stanley brothers. I, forgive me, I don't know his first name, but he was, I think, the main one that was behind it. And what a cool family. The parents, I hung out with the parents for two days. Just an incredible group of people, and it was just very impactful. So, yeah, I just wanted to let people know that's on April 7th, and it's free. Cool. Yeah. Awesome, we'll put man. the links yeah, in, sure. the, in the, all the descriptions and oh, everything, perfect. too, and get it, try to get the word out. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. So wait, wait, did you say it was a free concert again? You just got to... Yeah, it's, it's free. So, it's, it's good. It's you know, they're going to they're gonna host it uh, with Sanjay Gupta, like I said, and it'll, it'll be, there'll be clips from the memorial, but it, I think they're going to stay away from the real intimate parts of that, mm. and it'll be more about the music and the story behind Charlotte. Okay. But it is free. You have to sign up, I think. I do believe we're streaming it off my Facebook page, which means you don't have to sign up. You can watch it off my Facebook page, okay. which is, um, you know, we'll, we'll, I think it's my music page. Jeez, <laughs> we'll, put, we'll put it in. The we'll put it in the links, yeah. Okay, okay. Anyways. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you to our YouTube uh, listeners for checking in. Sorry about the wind. It just, uh, I'm going to do my best to try to edit out all the blowing and stuff yeah, like that. But, uh, the helicopters. Yeah. That they're always there, so whatever. So, but we'll be back in a few minutes for our patrons with uh, Johnny Helm coming up. Go Zags! See you.